faith trusts the promises of God, we are here to encourage you with those promises. This is Jeff Hendricks. You're listening to the Faith Lutheran Church Oregon, Wisconsin podcast. text for our sermon today is from Isaiah 43, verses 1 to 3. But now this is what the Lord says. The Lord who created you, O Jacob, the Lord who formed you, O Israel, do not be afraid because I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you cross through the waters, I will be with you. When you cross the rivers, they will not sweep you away. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, and the flame will not set you on fire. Because I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. This is the word of the Lord. We pray, Heavenly Father, sanctify us through your word. Your word is truth. Amen. When you cross through the waters, I will be with you. When you cross the rivers, they will not sweep you away. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. When you walk outside in negative 50 degree temperatures, you will not freeze. If Isaiah had written that today, I'm I'm just guessing that he might have added that last line. Isaiah wrote this about the end of of the Babylonian captivity of Israel, about 200 years before it happened. Through Isaiah, God reminds his people that he had not forgotten his promises to them. And it's a lesson on trust. Because to the Israelites at the end of the Babylonian captivity... They were still in captivity. God says, do not be afraid because I redeemed you. But they had not been redeemed yet, at least from Babylon. They were in the thick of it. So God called them to trust his promises. But what had led the Israelites to be in this situation? Instead of walking on the Lord's path, instead of following his way, the Israelites walked in a way that was not good, following their own devices. The Lord's path was one of light and safety and certainty. But rather than walking on his path in the light of his word, Israel chose to leave his path and walk in the darkness of self-centered sin. By wandering off the Lord's path, they'd wandered into great danger. And off the path in the darkness of sin prowled Satan, seeking someone to devour. So for more than 800 years, the Lord sent his prophets to call his people back to him, back to his path, back to the light but they still wanted it their way, wandering away from the Lord's way, doing what was right in their own eyes, loving other gods who were incapable of love and ignoring the one true God who is love. As stubborn and as stiff-necked as these people were, yet they remained God's people, a people called out of darkness. And so in love, God sent them walking into exile, God allowed them to be taken into captivity, far from the temple, far from where God promised to be. They may have thought that he had left them to walk alone, that he stayed behind in Jerusalem and abandoned them. But he remained their God, and they remained his people. He loved them despite their sin, and through Isaiah, he promised them that they would not walk alone through the trials and tribulations they faced. They would not walk alone as they left left captivity in Babylon and returned to Jerusalem. He would walk with them because he has redeemed them and called them by name. They were his. 
So what about you? What about me? Aren't we just like the Israelites? I want it my way instead of God's way. I want to walk my walk instead of his. I don't want to follow God's path. Thanks be to God that God is patient. Despite your sin and my sin, and wanting to walk our own way, God promises still to walk with us. He promises you, his called and chosen people, that you will never walk alone. Just look at the pictures he reminds Israel and us with. Images of going through raging waters, crossing rivers, and walking through the fire. God permitted Israel to cross the Red Sea during the Exodus, miraculously providing a path on dry ground, saving them from the Egyptian army. And again, God allowed Israel to cross the Jordan River into the Promised Land, and He allowed them to defeat the mighty giant Canaanites. And then even in captivity in Babylon, a contemporary example for His people were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three men in the fiery furnace, whom God permitted to stand in the fire and not get burned. Just how had any of these people been able to do any of these things? How could the nation of Israel, traveling with not much more than walking sticks for weapons, defeat the Canaanites? How could they cross a river and not get swept away like the Egyptians had? How could those three men survive in the hottest furnace the king could produce and not get burned? Because God was with them. In the furnace, the pre-incarnate Christ stood in the fire with them and saved them. As they walked through the wilderness, the eternal word was their guide and light by the pillar of fire, guiding their path and making their travel light. As they stood before the Canaanites, God miraculously caused the wall of their city to fall down as God went before them in the Ark of the Covenant. God was with them. He didn't leave them alone. God was actually with them. With them in the fire and in the water. What this means for you is that He promises to be with you as you endure fierce storms and fiery trials. What this doesn't mean is that you won't ever go through rivers or be surrounded by raging waters or stuck in the midst of a fire or even freeze. For sure in a figurative sense and maybe even a literal, in a literal sense. Christians suffer. Christians drown in debt Christians get surrounded by depression and anxiety like raging waters. Christians get stuck in the fire of personal and family problems. Christians freeze and are left stuck when life in a sin-filled world hits them. And all the while, Satan waits by, waiting for us to go off God's path. Satan assaults and afflicts you in both body and soul. He'll try to cast uncertainty on God's certain promises. He'll attempt to lead you off of the Lord's lighted path into certain danger and destruction by urging you to do what is right in your own eyes and to walk your own walk in the darkness of sin. He wants you to give up your trust in God and put it in yourself. And yet in this hostile world filled with sin-wrought suffering, when you and I stray from the Lord's lighted path and attempt to walk in dark danger, God will never abandon you or give up on you. He will walk with you to the gates of heaven. He promises to take the same stormy circumstances in life that Satan plans to use for evil and instead use them for your eternal good. So God doesn't just watch from a distance while we are suffering. 
God is with us in the waters. Just as Jesus was with his disciples in the boat on the stormy sea, and yet like the disciples, to us it sometimes seems Jesus is sleeping. But Jesus, as true God, never slumbers nor sleeps. He watches over your life. So how can you be sure that Jesus is with you and will be with you? You can be sure because the Lord has redeemed you. Not from Babylon, not from this world yet, but from sin, death, and the devil. And you know how much God paid for your ransom? He told Israel through Isaiah that he gave Egypt as their ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for them. Israel's freedom was as if God paid the Persians by giving them Egypt, the richest and most impressive country in the ancient world. Jesus paid for your ransom not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death in order that you might be his own, live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. That's how much you are worth to God. More than Egypt, more than his son. You are of great value to God because your redemption cost him dearly. Imagine that I went out and I bought a piece of art. It was a masterpiece, something I had always wanted. But I had to give my entire life savings for it. My car, my house, my retirement, everything. How do you think I'm going to treat that painting? I'm not going to crinkle it up and toss it around like a baseball. I'm going to save it. I'm going to protect it. I'm not going to let anything happen to it. It costs God even more the death of His own Son to redeem you and I. Do you think God is going to treat you carelessly and toss you around? No, absolutely not. He's going to save you. He's going to protect you. When you endure the raging waters of this life, God promises that you will not be lost because He's going to be with you. And He is with you. He's with you whenever you partake of His body and blood in this holy supper. You can be certain of God's promises because the Lord has called you by name. He's washed you clean in the pristine, peaceful waters of holy baptism and given you His name. You have been baptized into Him. You are His. That's what you can trust. In Jesus' name, Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen.